welcome to episode seven of the Mental Matters Podcast. That's many. That many. <laughs> <laughs> Where your mental matters to us. So we're gonna just dive right in. There were some technical difficulties, so we apologize in advance, but we're here and we're gonna do this. And you guys are getting a live show from Instagram. I don't think you're really in the picture though. I'm not. <laughs> I don't wanna be. I wanna say right here. Okay. You only see my belly. Okay. Nah, sweet. Anyway, so we'll dive right into it. Um, so first and foremost, um, so to catch up in the man cave. So NBA playoffs. So we've seen some interesting stuff over the last you week. To man. Start with that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I just kept that there. You know, I, I'm not trying to yeah. put on blast no teams that's down three two right now. Yeah. Because you know, game six tonight. It's only it's only one team that's down three two. Well, well, it's true. Yeah. That's your team. Yeah, go to state. <laughs> the Dubs and Seven. The Dubs and Seven? My cousin would say Dubs and Seven. Man, I don't know, bro. Yeah, they're going to take in the Seven. I don't know, bro. Paul not playing tonight. Because Paul uh, on reason they're in the conference finals. Man. <laughs> so I saw that? that? No, it's like, dog. They screwed. That might be it. <laughs> that might be it. Low key. I was like, woo, woo. They going to. I mean, they got. I don't know. Eric Gordon's nice, but oh, he ain't no Chris Paul, though. They need Paul in order to win. Like, they could win at home without him, maybe, but they can't win at Oakland without every piece of I'm ammo boosting. that they have, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe. I feel like it's, if Golden State loses, like, this game, game six, then they trash. Well, they trashed. Well, <laughs> they lose game they six, that's just it. I know, which means that they would be trashed, but. I don't know. They're, I mean,. Obviously, they're a really good team because they're here, but at the same time, it's like, it's really about hunger right now. It was their title to lose. But, like, last year was their title to lose. The year before that, like, the last four titles were supposed to be theirs. Four? Yeah, they've yeah, been three. 2016, last year, and then this year. All four yeah, of these were enough. supposed to be theirs. Well, they're not there yet, so, I mean, yeah. it's not really theirs to lose yet. But you know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like if... I don't know how to better analogy to put it, but it's just that they have all that talent. Like nobody could beat them when they're like on top of everything. When I get you. When they're when they're like clicking, nobody could be better than Golden State. I get it. I mean, so. and they cool. Um, I'm personally like, just end it tonight, Houston. Come on, man. Yeah. Just end it. You're one of those people, man. Hey, <laughs> I'm ready to see something interesting. Yeah, like that. I like, I like I like greatness. I like witnessing greatness. Like it's, it's a, all great. It's the four best teams in the league. No nah, man, it's like it's like think of it as like ESPN like thirty for thirty. Like they never gonna do a thirty for thirty on this Houston Rockets team unless they like in Golden State. But nobody cares about Houston. It's like if Golden State loses tonight, they still gonna get a thirty for thirty because they're one of the greatest teams since the Jordan Bulls. The Lakers uh, are Lakers they? Yeah, Lakers. Jordan say Bulls. Lakers, Lakers are one. Jordan Bulls. Yeah. I don't know, man. They won all their finals appearances. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. We'll stay in all their I mean, if we're going to start doing that, then. I mean, Ronnie ain't great thing. <laughs> we got to win all your finals appearances. I mean, it all, it all depends on what you define as great, though. Yeah. Like, for example, how many finals have you actually been to versus how many you won? Yeah. And people say, I've won one of the greatest ever in terms of what? Like, mm-hmm. people don't know how to make that analogy. Right. They're like, oh, you're just great. I'm like, great at what? Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, you done. You out of there. Mm-hmm. So I just stopped talking to him. Because okay. I'm <laughs> But yeah, I say those are seven, Cavs and seven. 
and then NBA Finals. I feel like it's gonna be. Go to state I think Cavs in seven. Yeah, the Cavs in seven. Oh. Because I feel like the game seven. Like I was talking to somebody about this earlier this week. Like they thought Cavs was gonna be over last night, and I'm like, because they got LeBron. So it's like as long as you have somebody great, then it's like that person is supposed to like carry you. And if he is what everyone says he is, then. In Game Seven, him against a bunch of people who've never been on that platform before, he's supposed to show out and go crazy. So I feel like he'll, he'll pull it out. Well, it's easier than beating Golden State. He came back three one. Let Golden State won a title on their floor. This should be easier than that. Well, put it to you this way: Game Seven in Boston. Yeah, we gonna see what happens. Yeah. This is gonna be a fun weekend. I'll say LeBron takes it, bro. By the end of Memorial Day, we're gonna have an NBA final set. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, if Houston's in, I'm not watching this. So. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, it's, it's like everybody was mad at Golden State when they won their titles, their two titles, because they're like, Golden State, all they do is chuck threes. And it's like, that's that's a bad way for like kids to learn the game of basketball. If James Harden wins the title and he's the finals MVP from and chucking the threes? NBA MVP. From chucking threes? Yeah. Like, you mad people at, saying you'll that? be mad at that? No, I'll be mad at James Harden because he doesn't play defense. It's like he's not a two-way player. So it's like if people they they are mad to go to state for winning because all they did was teach kids how to shoot threes. Nobody wants to go in the paint. Nobody wants to learn footwork. So you become one of them. So I'm saying it's like if people are going to hold that against Golden State, then like okay, James Harden doesn't play defense. He wears the white flag. He's trash at defense. Exactly, and it's just like so he's teaching kids like the wrong way to learn how to play the game of basketball. That means that's two teams teaching them how to not play right. Right. Fair. Yeah. All right. All right. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to agree on this. <laughs> Me, personally, my team's still not in it, so whatever, but. Pistons. Chips on Pistons. <sighs> Pistons always get pissed on. Yeah. They just never make it. It's been a while. Anyway. So, music for your mental. Music for your mental. Music. Yeah, man. What's your blessing into, man? What's, what's... It probably wasn't anything that, like, advanced. Like my mind state or anything that like challenged me to think about anything. What was but it? I checked out the new uh, Pusha T album. What'd you I, think of it? I thought it was dope. Like it was. I liked his narrative. Like everyone, like all the rappers now, had his narrative where it's like, I, I party this way, I drink this, I sip that, girls over here, all that stuff. But it's like he looked at it from a perspective of somebody who was actually. Like a first person, like point of view. It reminded me a little bit like reasonable doubt, just like the the approach that he took from how he described things. Okay. Like you could tell it wasn't like a cliche. Like he wasn't in the studio. I'm gonna put this in there because it's a cliche or whatever like that. He actually like recollected, recollected everything that he may have been through <laughs> through his life from doing all. I mean, it isn't it's it's from a negative, you know, a negative game that he was in. But I like the beats. Um, I liked how. It's only seven songs, which allowed for him to have, um, I guess you could say, like, less room for error. Like, everything had to be tight. Okay. Some people took it from perspective, like, oh, it's only seven songs, so that gave him less room to mess up. But I look at it the other way. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he could have threw a couple of, uh, if he only had seven songs, I want to go with those seven songs, he could have added, like, an intro, and then maybe a couple skits. Or something like that, you know. But, the album with only seven songs. Yeah, he only put seven songs. I, I felt like he could have did a little bit more theatrics with it. It's because it's like as soon as I press play, like it just starts rapping. I'm like, I don't know like the backdrop of this album. I don't know like where he's coming from, who's the producers, you know. I didn't know any of that. It was like my first time ever like checking for him outside of like the group. So 
But all in all, I wasn't disappointed. disappointed. I, I feel like I feel like I'm the person that's really hard on like hip hop music. Yeah, I don't like everything. Cause you so. call you call Young <laughs> Thug completely trash. He is trash. I mean, I don't personally like him, but yeah. he getting paid though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I could say somebody trash and I like hate on them getting a paycheck though. I mean, J Cole did it. Yeah. Yeah, a little pump. Okay. You said with your music I'm unimpressed day, but uh, you'll love to see a black man get paid. Okay. Basically called him trash. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I could do But that. then he did an interview with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going on? But uh, I guess it was something like, uh, you know, in terms of, you know. So did you see that whole interview with him and Angie Martinez yet? Nope. He did a new one this year. Yeah. Okay. It was a year. No. So basically, he was talking about you know how it's really it's like fake beef. I guess okay. he went to the spot where they usually hang out at and stuff. Uh-huh. And basically, it was like, oh my god, shit, Oh my god, I fucking love you. Blah blah blah. <laughs> and it was like, what? <laughs> so basically, after all that, I think they did him and Blue Pump did an interview with each other, and you know, I don't, I didn't get to personally watch that part, but. I think his whole narrative was like to all the new up and coming rappers, like you know, make sure your music actually like leave an impact mm-hmm. because all this riding trend stuff is going to get you on love and hip hop, right? Which is still hilarious, but um, but yeah, you don't watch love and hip hop, right? Absolutely not. Because that's just trash. That is trash. It's trash. That's it trash. TV.com. I I watch four slash trashes. That's the one show. I, I, I do watch. I'm Ugh. guilty of it. Ugh. I'm guilty. Ugh. Yeah. After every episode, I find myself like, why did I spend 45 minutes? You wasted your mind <laughs> state on that crap. If y'all watch Love and Hip Hop, I feel bad for y'all too, man. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you don't think Young Thug trash though, so I can hold that against you. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not for calling him trash. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, all these people that are quote unquote trash to us are still getting paid. And we're doing this for free. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, I'm just saying. that's a bad excuse, though. Yeah. We'll refine that. All right. I don't know. All right. Come back to that. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll just leave on a note that uh, we don't like doing thug music. Fair. Yeah. And they, they don't love it. Hip hop is pretty much trash. So, yeah, moving I on. Trash, yeah. um, so, positive vibes only. Um, so, we want to talk about anything that's. Is good that you went through this week. So, so positive about for the week. What happened this week? So I was like, yeah, cool. I mean, I walk away from every day feeling like happy, you know. So, I'm trying to recollect. Well, I did have some kidoba this week, so that was dope. What's kidoba? What I mean, kidoba. Actually, it wasn't my kidoba. It was the wife's kidoba, and she shared it with me. Your wife shared yeah. kidoba with she you. She gave me. I mean, she gave me a, like because she gets the burrito bowl, you know, chicken, black beans, cilantro rice. So the bowl's already like this big. Yeah, and so you know, lettuce, sour cream, block, and then she eats hers like nachos. So she take a fork and then like put it on a taco chip. She prepares the chip. Yeah, so she was preparing me chips while I'm sitting there like, oh, what was I doing that night? I probably watching one of the games was on that night when we had kidoba. That's what's up. Like just sharing taco chips, and so that was fun. <laughs> my, my fun moments always involve food. If you follow the trend, like, it's always like jerk chicken, kidoba, Popeyes, more jerk, more jerk chicken. Because <laughs> yeah. jerk chicken is our like official food of like the podcast. Right. That's funny. 
Um, happy moments for me. Oh uh, man, besides the fact that the week is over mm-hmm. and it's a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um I would say this is like one of my favorite times of the year because um I mean one is graduation season. Yep. Um two, my my nephew cousin, that's what I call him in real life. He's actually graduating from high school next week, so Great. excited about that. And he's going off to college. Um, you went to the prom already? Yeah, you went to the prom already. Okay. That guy. I looked at my prom picture, I looked at his, I was like, I did something wrong. <laughs> my guy. <laughs> I rented the tux. He probably like bought a suit yeah. that just happened to just fit me like, bow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so shout out to him. Shout out to everybody that's out here you know, getting degrees, getting diplomas, and making plans. Mm-hmm. Um, And my nephew, in real, real life, he is about to turn eight, so I'm excited about that. And some days he gets on my nerves, but other days he's awesome, so definitely happy early birthday to him. And what else positive happened? Oh, so in lieu, going back to music kind of, uh-huh. of Pusha T's new album, so that dropped, so shout out to him. There's a Drake diss track. So Pusha went at Pusha. So Drake went at Pusha, and then... No, I think it was Pusha said something about Drake on his album. Oh, so and Drake responded. Oh, man. Not having to listen to it at all. Okay, not okay. at all. I'm like, it's you, on, it's I'm like you with KOD. It's one track that's like two minutes long. It's not even... Yeah, I heard I, I heard a little bit of it last night. Mm-hmm. And then I heard the Drake diss track. I need to go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. But from what I heard, I was just like, oh. That was nasty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Push C might want not want to do that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to pay attention to Drake right now. I feel like Push's album just came out yesterday, and it's like I'm not about to like jump back. It's still parts that, like I'm not jumping anywhere, but I'm just calling facts. Facts. Yeah. I need to go back and do my due diligence and listen again, but I'm like, what did I just listen to? Did what Drake, just happened? Did Drake even write it though? Stop. <laughs> Stop. That's the only thing that Pusha really said about him on the album. Basically. Yeah. So Drake was like, got this. Yeah. But anyway. You, you write something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I, I think back of the the Drake with the uh, Blackberry side scrolls, man. Okay. So I think back to that Drake. And, that was like, yeah, 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not. Here to be a music critic, but at the same time, I'm a music critic, so. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Drake, though. Shout out to Pusha C with his new album. And everybody else that got music coming out. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> in other news, I think they said Nicki pushing her album back. Mm-hmm. But she doing, like, a live listening with her fans, I guess. That's what Cole did. Well, that's what's up. Yeah. I don't want to be there for that, though. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> that Chung Lee is not. It's just not. Like I'm not a i I'm not a hater with it. It's just not. Like I'm yeah. saying like Chung Lee. Hmm. What was the connection? Oh. Didn't get any type of Street Fighter reference beside the name. Mm-hmm. Just didn't know what was going on here. Yeah, I didn't even listen to it. It's cool. It come on the radio and I'll be driving, I'm like, I okay. just don't feel like changing, so I guess I'm listening to Chung Lee. I'll be on sports radio. Yeah. I'm driving a work truck, so I don't get that privilege. Okay. Our trucks are extra old, but we're not going to go into that. Uh, 97. I guess it is pre-saved on there. Yeah. But last time I listened to it, they was talking about the whole Michigan State thing. Uh-huh. 
I just wasn't here for it. Yeah, I'm like, that was like, like yeah, it was a couple months ago. Uh, a couple months, maybe last month. Probably, probably over. It was the interview thing they had, like the I think the presser with the chick talking. Okay. And then the guy was like, uh, "Long story short, he was just like trying to dismiss her and like not yeah, yeah, let yeah. her finish." So that was just kind of trash on them, but that's their problem. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we said positive five, so we leave on a positive note. The sun just came out. I'm yeah, excited because I thought it was going to rain all day. <laughs> we got the tent set up in case it did. So. Fair enough. Yeah. But this just happened, so I'm excited about this part. Yep. I mean, the weekend is here officially, and I ain't got to go work tomorrow. <laughs> like I had to work today. Okay. Anywho, so as we move on, our mental matter of the week, yep. our weekly topic. You ready? I'm ready. Y'all ready? I got no choice. I've got to be ready. Shot here. Anyway, um, so I've been back and forth about this a few times last night, mm-hmm. and I had a couple conversations just with my everyday folks I talk to, and this conversation just keeps bugging me about people saying they the man, mm-hmm. like I'm the man. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, do you know what the man is? It's like, it's such a vague statement. It is. It's yeah. completely a vague statement. Yeah, you can so negative connotations as well as like this man right here. My God, my man. Yeah. yeah. You get it all the time, but nobody ever breaks it. For me, it was never really broken down. I just kind of navigated life, and you know, just kind of took bits and pieces from everywhere mm-hmm. to try to figure it out. But there's no real definition besides what's in the book, and that's really the only criteria for being a man in real life. So, um, ultimately, it's a person of the male gender. That's really it. <laughs> they gave nothing else. So I started looking in blogs. I started looking at other stuff. Uh-huh. Came up with some very interesting definitions okay. that I'm not even going to try to repeat. But you even have something from Urban Dictionary, and I was just like... I, I don't know if I have to trust Urban Dictionary right now. I would. Nah, not at all. They're credible. They're not credible. They're incredible. The stuff they come up with. Right. But it's not credible plus a resource. Like Wikipedia. But, um, so yeah, we want to kind of talk about it. I mean, we want to kind of nail the narrative of being the man. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that, being the man, like, what do you think of? I mean, like, if I genuinely, it's like two like, like, directions you can go with it from, like, my perspective. So, like, from, like, growing up in, like, any urban environment, it's, like, if you was in high school or wherever, you see, like, a guy that has, like, because we have this mindset where it's, like, the more women you talk to, the more women you have, you know, relationships with, then that means that, like, you and that, you know, there's that side of it where it's, like, you know, he has, like, so many different girls, he's living his lifestyle. So that's, like, the negative direction of it. Of like saying that to someone. That negative? I mean, it's not nothing. It's not anything that's like uplifting the community. It's nothing that's setting a good, a good example. It's not anything that's, you know, mm. it's it's not anything that like you gain like fruit from, you know. Um, so that's that's what I mean when I say like it's negative. It's not it's not birthing anything that's positive, positive, or it's not birthing anything that can you know anyone should emulate. You know, mm. it's kind of like planting you know 
cactuses or something like that. Instead planting of, cactuses? Instead of like planting like apple seeds or apple trees. Or Have you ever planted a cactus, Joe? I don't know. I haven't. You don't I know? Mean, no, I mean like I don't even know. <laughs> what I was going to say is you don't I don't know. You would know if you planted a cactus. What I was going to say Your is hands I don't, would be like, ah! <laughs> I was going to say I don't know if you can actually plant cactuses or they just grow like weeds. That's what I was going to say. I don't know. Yeah, I never saw cactus seeds. I've never seen anybody plant a cactus. Me either. But I've also seen like many cactuses in like plant shops. Yeah, in little pots. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it just grew out of the plant plot. Like just plant plot plot. But anyway, so that's the one direction I think of. Like when I hear people say like, oh, he's a man or something like that. It's like a guy who like lives a certain lifestyle, you know, money, women, cars, like. That's that side of it, but then like the positive one where like if I tell somebody like like that guy's a man, like it's like from perspective of I look at him as like an example of like a direction I would want to go or a direction that somebody should emulate because they have like positive things happening. So for instance, like if I also look at like my pastor or any pastor that I had previously, I would say like that guy's the man because like he he's like the head of his household in the sense of you know, he's able to provide for his family, provide for his wife, clothes, food, shelter. Um, he's able to manage his schedule to where he goes to work, but at the same time, he's like a man of God who, uh, like, oversees, like, the flock that God gave him. So he's an example spiritually. He's an example um, um, in, in his household. He's an example to his children. He's an example for the community. So when I say, like, that guy's a man, like, I mean, looking at somebody who has all of those um Things and scenarios going on in their in their life. So. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, the man. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go to my boss's office, he's like, he calls like, "That's the man right there." And then whoever she's talking about, I'm like, I don't want to be the man. <laughs> if that's the case, yeah. because that usually associates with bad stuff and more work. Yeah, you can be the man. I'm straight. Yeah. Oh no, I guess my whole thing is I think of an image. I think of like. Uh, Person with the shades on, mm-hmm. you know, with this the extra crisp out- outfit on. Mm-hmm. You got this guy, this cliche of like a guy walking down the street, just you know, carefree. Okay. It's just this guy, and everybody's looking at him, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm the man." Like this dude right there, you see this guy right mm-hmm. there, the glasses on. Yeah, yeah, he's like, "I'm the man. <laughs> I'm the man." Just talking on the cell phone, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. living it up, but. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that because I think there's, especially in the African-American community, I think there's this persona that people get of being the man. So when I think of it, I think of, well, no, not that one. We're not going to go that route. I would say that they think of, you know, the dudes they see on TV. You know, the people that send the hip-hop videos, you know, got all the girls, like you said, got all the girls. And I think that comes from that whole culture of, like, you know, what you see on TV or, like, <laughs> that dude on my career mode on 2K. <laughs> like, like, being the man. Like, yeah. everything was just centered around them and you can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, you kind of are, you're portraying the negative, like, images of what it means to be the man. Mm-hmm. So you're doing stuff that's, Actually, not just the more so doing boy stuff. You know, things that boys think of is to be manly versus what men think to be manly. If you get what I'm saying, there is a difference. Yeah. So you think of that as you know, 
having all this money and having all this lux- these luxurious things and, mm-hmm. you know, and as many women as they can even, like, bear to, like, deal with. Right. Like, have you ever thought about a life with, like, all that stuff? Like, for yourself? I don't. I, have, I did at one point. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, like, not, with, not with women for me. Mine was always, like, I want to have this amount of money. So I can do with like whatever I want. Like, yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Or that group. Now I views that grill. Yeah, that grill. Like, yeah, he got yeah. the grill. Like, I'm the man. I want to put the smoker next to it. See? <laughs> That's guy stuff right there. But um, not, I say that because, again, like, these people just look so happy and doing what they do. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I can do no wrong doing that. Mm-hmm. But then I actually, nowadays I break this stuff down. It's a couple different things. So first, if you make all this money, mm-hmm. guess what's gonna happen? You gotta pay taxes. They gonna tax the Jesus out of you. Right. Like they ain't leaving nothing behind. <laughs> so they gonna tax it. They're gonna tax your income. Right. You got these cars. Guess what you gotta pay for? You gotta pay insurance. My God, have you ever paid insurance in Michigan? Exactly. Yeah. It's trash. Yeah. And don't live in Detroit. And we're talking about people having like expensive cars, so. That require more insurance. You trying to roll like a Lexus or Mercedes, and don't let the car be red. Oh yeah, because color matters. Police think it's red. Well, not even just that, but like I think depending on the kind of color, the color of your vehicle, mm-hmm. it changes the price. Okay. Like that's why there's a category for like, hey, what's the make them out? What's the color of it? That makes sense too, because when you go to like price vehicles, like there's like the standard option of like having this red paint, but then it's like. You go higher, like to like the next level of vehicles. It's like, Candy apple. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, put a couple sh- other finishes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glossy finishes, reflective, whatever it may be. All types of trash. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then you think about it from that. It's just everything like that is more expensive, and even if you think about it in terms of having all these women, mm-hmm. polygamy, if you will, mm-hmm. that's like the most trash example of being a guy ever. Like, it's ex- it would be expensive. And you would probably lose your money. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can like, imagine it. So, you already have, you know, as just being a guy, you already have, you know, your significant other if you're, if you have a significant other. And so, just the daily of, you know, managing a relationship by itself yeah. is already, like, Oh my god! It can get crazy, you know. Yeah. She, can, you can have her her best moments. Yeah. You can have her her don't bother moments. Right. You can have her in a you did something stupid and made her mad moments. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of those. By the way, like, I didn't even know I did anything stupid. Do you have those? <laughs> um. So now think about having like ten of those. Yeah. Like that's that's not healthy. Ten relationships. Yeah. That's why I get mad at dudes when they cheat. I'm like. You really expounding all that energy, huh? Yeah. Like, who has any energy to burn like that? I do not. <laughs> I barely got energy for work myself. Yeah, like, go to sleep or something. My God. Uh, I just think about it, and I just get mentally tired. <laughs> My goodness. And I, I just think, like, again, it goes into that. You start thinking about those things, and it mentally stresses you out. And so... um you know, from the whole standpoint of being the man, I mean, it probably it probably takes work. Mm-hmm. 
And depending on where you are in life, that narrative changes. And so that's why I want to, you know, just reiterate on here, like, you know, it's sometimes, you know, so you're the go-to guy and it actually happens, which we get. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you don't want to be the man. Yeah. I don't want to be the man, personally. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I love who I am, why, why I am who I am, and that's just it. Mm-hmm. And some people get so enthused and just anxious about the certain persona to be the man. And it's just like, do you really want that? But to somebody who needs you, like, you're the man in their life. Like, I mean, like you're, so you're, you have that aspect of it, yeah, though. You're a mentor. Like, yeah. young men and women, they need you. Like, you're the person who, like, they point to as an example. So I hope so. Better meet another people, man. There's a level to it. Yeah, I guess you have that part of it. And I mean, even to those people, there's people that look at them like they're the man. Yeah. And one of my favorites is this. They, you know, especially in the workplace, because mm-hmm. some workplaces are dominated by guys. And so, you know, they'll say something like to a woman, like, you the man. Mm-hmm. And then they'll look at you and just be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously I'm not a man. <laughs> obviously. Right. You need to get that together. Right. It's like, so why does it have to be just a man? Like, can't okay. you just be the woman? Yeah. Like, so you, you look at this person with a certain level of stature and everything. It's like, oh, you, you got it all together. Mm-hmm. It's an ideal person of having it all together. Right. So, I guess what I'm other point I'm getting to is even with that whole thing of being a man, that doesn't necessarily mean they have it all together. That's true. And the reason I'm getting into that because a couple of things I looked up with that in terms of, you know, being this perfect being mm-hmm. that absolutely nothing's wrong. Yeah. Where, you know, maybe you're that strong friend or something of that nature, but the man is also looked at as like, this extremely masculine, this extremely like positive and just strong-willed person mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. Right. And I know that I've been a rock with people so a lot of times in my life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have it all together. Mm-hmm. Like, even every year around April 15th, I go into all of them. Like, uh, like, I just don't be bothering nobody. And it's not that just because I'm, like, depressed or anything, but, I mean, that's also the day when I've lost my dad. And so, for me, it's like, you know, people that look at you as this perfect being, mm-hmm. they'll come to you and just be like, oh, man, that's nothing. Push it, shove it off. You're good. You're the man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the man. You're good. You got this. So everything's good. You, you you can't be sad. You're the man. Mm-hmm. Like, tough it up. It's like, it don't really work that way. Because we have to go through this everyday thing called life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to do with this everyday thing of going, of dealing with life as a black male. Right. And that's taxing. Mm-hmm. That is very taxing. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have to be realistic with yourself. Like, hey, you know, I'm the guy, but um, but I do it real life too. Yeah, you have to make sure you take care of yourself. And- yeah. You do. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So, um, so as we get into this thing called life, mm-hmm. um, guess let's go into the six myths about men. One of my favorites. So as we do this, 
I'm gonna bring up this list and if you guys got any myths about you know about men being you know just a typical guy you know feel free to chime in but so there's a list here and I'm just gonna go through each of them and go we'll give opinions on that how about that yeah. all right get out of there that's weird mm-hmm. I don't want this it's being stupid Oh, being so dumb. All right. Okay, cool. So, the six myths around being a man. And so, here they are. The top six. So, first is... Men are big, brave, and strong, which you kind of talked about. Yep. And description goes, there is nothing wrong with wanting to be healthy and strong, but size and strength do not, are not the determining factors of... Go away. Masculinity. Yeah. Actually, that's the very next word, masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, what's your thoughts on that, myth number one? Men are big and strong. I mean... Like gentle giants. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's not true. Like every man would like to think that they're the guy who's like big, brave, and strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody is different, so I could definitely see it as a myth. Like just how can I say it? Like I mean, every guy who's like in a relationship, they're supposed to be viewed as like the protector and and the person who's like always like the like like you said the rock right mm-hmm. they're always supposed to be like at least like the the one person who um the lady in the relationship or the spouse in the relationship can like go to um so from that perspective even it's not even always true in that point because the guy may be the one who may have had like you know unfortunate situations that like caused him to be know raised differently or to cope with things in a different way so right i definitely see like why that would be a myth mm. yeah i was always taught the bigger they are the harder they fall so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me you big and strong i'll say oh my drink i'm about to show you not but um but it is true i mean i, I once had a best friend who was just like you know he's a bigger guy like he's like six something and people don't mess with him mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other things going on too. So I know that that's definitely a myth. It's actually hilarious. Next one. Men are emotional and don't express affection. The reason why that's a myth is because we've heard it before, like men and women, they communicate differently. So mm-hmm. women may say it with, you know, words, but guys may say it with like body language or like, you know, facial expressions, or they may say it and think that they're communicating to their spouse, but actually their spouse isn't hearing it the same way that the guy is telling them, you know, mm-hmm. listening is important. So, um, for instance, it's like, it also says like men aren't emotional and don't express uh, uh, affection. Like it's a myth because it's not even about like men like women different women have different ways of expressing affection as well too so for instance like my wife she likes it when we like hold hands or like shopping or going through macy's or going through sam's club mm-hmm. <laughs> so so that's one way that like i'll show affection to her but um there's a book actually called the five love languages where it talks about like mm. you know 
hand-holding and, and the, the love of gift-giving, of uh, receiving, of giving of yourself, giving of your time. So there's different ways that people express affection. So, um, so guys, just specifically guys, there's many different ways that we express affection too. Like when a guy gets off work, he's not going to come straight to you and be like, like when ladies get off work, they'll be like, hey, this is how work went today. It was crazy. This person got on my nerve. That person did this. But when guys get off work, they just, we go through our drive commute, get home. And it's just like, I just want to, you know, sit down, get like the work smell off of me, you know, mm. see, like think about how I'm going to, you know, attack this evening. What do I want to do? Do I always want to sit on the couch or do I want to like go to Target? Do I need to get a haircut? That type of thing. So it's like different ways that like people communicate and express themselves. Mm. I'm the have to counter that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because in all actuality, and my house is flipped. Okay. So, so my wife actually goes to her little corner. Uh-huh. She'll probably get on her phone, you know, play some games or anything. It was to a podcast or two. Uh-huh. And she won't do anything. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes we even fall asleep. Uh-huh. And uh, for me... You know, for me personally, I'm a very I'm a vocal person. Uh-huh. I gotta say what's on my mind. I gotta get it out. Uh-huh. I don't like things to sit in my brain. So, if I have a good day at work, then I'll talk about it. Uh-huh. Or if I don't, you no, know, I might just go crazy. Yeah. Um, or if I have a bad day, uh-huh. I gotta get it off my brain because my God, uh-huh. I've had some crazy days last week. Okay. But um. No, just every day, you know, I ask her how her day was and things of that nature, but, mm-hmm. you know, and then when it's my turn, she was, you know, she was, it was good, it's cool, it was annoying, <laughs> that's it, okay. you ask me, I said, I'm like, bro, I got a story to tell, <laughs> so, I mean, it's really different in terms of who you're talking to, and I think that's one of the biggest um, differences, I guess, I think it depends on your relationship, mm-hmm. and I think that... And we're, I think we're going to get into the whole masculinity thing a little later, but, you know, just because you're quote-unquote masculine mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you're a guy. And just because you're a feminine doesn't just necessarily mean you're a woman. I think they associate those base words mm-hmm. or that beginning that part sense. of the words with the actual genders. That makes sense. And so, you know, you have that, you have that component of it, so... Um, it's actually interesting you said that. So, but anyway, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, we're all people, and that's one of the key things to understand there. But here's one of my favorites. Men aren't weak. They don't break down. They don't cry. Yeah, that's definitely a myth. <laughs> um, when I was young, I always, I always remember the first time that like I like openly watching that last night it was on Disney. Did you cry last night? No, but it, it gets emotional though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets a little cloudy around the house <laughs> when the Lion King goes. <laughs> All the anticipation just waiting for that scene. So but mm. yeah, I mean like every guy like cries. Like just going through like life's phases and life changes. Like, you know, you experience like death in the family, you experience, you know and it doesn't have to be like sad crying, like I almost cried when um I was real emotional when I when I finished college because it was like so much like blood, sweat, and tears and sacrifice. I made it, bro. Yeah, so it's like 
it's it's just like going through life's phases and life changes. It will cause you to be emotional. It will cause you to like hit different points. That, you know, it's not that men don't cry. They probably just don't discuss it. You know, yeah. They keep it hidden or they keep it, you know, behind the veil. So yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, being a guy, I know that guys cry. Yeah. Um. A lot of people see it as a sign of weakness. And they don't want to be. They don't want to be displayed as a person that is vulnerable. They don't ever want to release that side of themselves. And I think that's one of the most crippling things in the male culture, because you hide behind that mask and you don't tell people how you feel. And at the end of that, you know, you are. You're, kind of like compressing, a bunch of like either sadness or angry thoughts. And then when you actually break down and cry about it, now you're in a rage. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I think that it's important for, you know, actually show those emotions. Actually don't just, you know, try to keep it all into yourself because at the end of the day, you know, there's somebody that needs to hear your story. And by you just sitting here like, oh, I'm tough, I'm a man. Actually, one of of the things I actually hate the most, so... We've all, we've all been little and fell before. Yep. I have a nephew. And every time he, like, falls, I'm guilty of this, too. When he falls or whatever, you know, he he looks around. Mm-hmm. You know? And after he looks around, he's like, if we paid too much attention to it, it's like, oh, my God, are you okay? He'll freak out start crying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a guy, we're like, no, 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 tough it out. You good. Don't cry about it. Yep. And I think that gets, like, kind of multiplied, and it. I think it cripples kids as well because, now nah, again, if you break a leg or something, yeah, that's totally different. <laughs> that's totally different. <laughs> or if like you get that one scab that's like it really pinches your nerves, then I get it. That's going to suck. But in all instances, it's. I don't think it's 100% like you should cry at everything, single thing that happens. But especially being a guy, you know, it's okay to express that emotion. Like, it's fine. So, you know, it gets a little, it gets a little bit of, um, you know, complicated, I guess you can say. But at the end of the day, we got, we got to stop telling the kids to stop crying. Like, you know, let them have their emotions, let them go through it, whatever, but, you know, you don't have to hide behind it. And I think a lot of guys actually have that complex, and I think that's one of those leading things of why we go through what we go through as guys, in terms of just having these high mental illness cases and, you know, snapping. So, definitely not admit this false, though. So, next one. <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch the next one. I'm touching the next one, dang it. Men are great lovers and having an insatiable appetite for sex. Myth or not? <laughs> I think we would need a uh, lady. <laughs> oh, man, let's, let's think about it. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you have some guys that are complete hornballs at the same time, but you have other guys that aren't necessarily that all the time. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that comes from I think it comes from an image of guys. So when I say that to say, you know, if you're getting what you get at home, you really don't have this whole thing about, you know, oh, you know, he's a horn, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But then if you step outside of that, then it's different. Everybody looks at you like, oh, my God, he's so thirsty, and blah, 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 things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you sort of see that, see that image. You see that, you know, they can't control themselves. It's a guy. Right. You know, guys will be guys. Boys will be boys. And it's just like, you know, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you got to make sure that, you know, it's aligned. You can't just be like, oh, gosh, it's one at a time. What if it's a girl that one at a time? That's possible. Mm-hmm. We're human. You're going to want that attraction. Mm-hmm. So, it's real scared to answer. So, I mean, yeah, you know. But it's respected. I mean, I'm not going to go into personally what goes on in my house. But at the same time, you got to be realistic, you know. And I think a lot of the times it's always pushed off on guys that, you know, women don't have those same desires as well. But that, we all know it's I false. agree with that, yeah. I agree so, that. that's the aspect I look at it as. Yeah. That's the conversation we'll have on this episode. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the next one is, ooh, it's my favorite. A man's value is determined by what he does and how much he earns. I actually partially, I say like ninety five, maybe a little less percent, agree with that. Why? I feel like the way that the Western society, the way America is set up and has been set up, is that the guy or the male is supposed to play a certain role in society. So he's like how you said, some of the workplaces that we worked in before are male dominated, like. Not just like fifty one percent to forty nine percent, like eighty percent to twenty percent in most cases that I like right. that. So it says a man's value is determined by what he does and how much he earns. Like yeah. when people meet you, like that's one of the first things they say, like, what do you do? It's like people meet you because I saw this on a meme too or a post. It says like people meet you and ask you what you do because what you do determines how much respect they're gonna give you. But right? does that matter? I mean, it doesn't matter on the outside of things, but the way that society is set up, they mm. put emphasis on it. They put emphasis on yeah. it, so that matters in society. Yeah, I mean, like on a like for me, like to another person basis, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. But the way society, I just keep saying, like the way society is set up is that, like, like ladies or whoever is looking for like a guy to like marry, it's about like. How much do we have in the bank? Like, what do you do? Like, where are we going to go in the future? Like, you know, it's it's a it's a type of it's a setup that you're looking for. Like, mm-hmm. you have the expectation of someone, you know. And so for a, for a guy to like have a role to say, where I don't know where I'm going to be in five years from now. I don't know where I'm going to be ten years from now. But for like a lady to say, like, oh, I'm going to be like a lawyer or a doctor or to have like a plan you know if a guy doesn't have a plan then most of the time they write that guy off to say like oh he's just gonna be like a bum or he's gonna be like mm-hmm. a nobody so it's like if a guy has a plan then they're like okay I can work with that you know so it's like your plan and like like basically where it says how much you earn and and um 
and what you do like it determines your value that's why i agree with it because it's like you're judged in society based as to like what your plan is and where your what are your expectations for yourself like even when you go to a job they're like what have you done lately like show me your resume have you ever dealt with a problem like this have you ever dealt with a problem like that like they want to know like what have you done because that's how much we're going to pay you based on what degree you have what you've done previously so i'm looking at it from just like society's like perspective which i don't know if that's right or wrong but we live in society so i mean i'll put it to you this way i think society's viewpoint is complete trash yeah it is um so i remember a time and i actually went through this as a person in society <laughs> um so i remember a time i actually lost my job mm -hmm. and at one point you know i felt like well i don't even I'll, I'll go back further than that i remember a time i quit my job and i felt so scared because i wouldn't have income mm -hmm. and i kind of let that define me for like a good total of a month and a half and I just looking for jobs just to have a job. And at the end of the day, I realized, like, and I've talked about this before a few times, but you can make all this money and be freaking miserable. Mm -hmm. Like, just downright, just crappy miserable. Like, you will hate. It doesn't matter how much I make. I don't care how much I actually make. Now, I got to make sure my bills are paid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I got to make sure my cost of living is taken care of. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, I don't need to make a bunch of money to be defined as the man. Right. Like, I think, and I think that's another complex that people automatically associate what you do with who you are. Yep. So whether you be affiliated with an organization, <laughs> college, <laughs> whether you be, uh, you know, you have a certain job, whatever it may be. It to me it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not defined by the things I am a part of. I'm defined by my qualities and who I am as a person. Right. So when I tell you I'm not rich the engineer, mm -hmm. I'm not rich you know the alpha. I'm not rich mm -hmm. you know nasty rich or whatever it may be. I'm not that. I'm more than that. Right. Um, you know I'm defined by I'm a character that loves to smile. I like to empower people i like to you know, laugh and joke a lot i like to you know be careless sometimes with money but mm -hmm. also be responsible with money right right um you know yes technically i'm a husband mm -hmm. but i don't want to be defined by the fact that i'm a husband right i want to be defined by the fact that oh by the he just <laughs> he happens to have a wife but you know mm -hmm. you know she's not a possession either she's a person as well right and so i want that whole narrative of you know, how much you make, what kind of car you drives, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You can have all these things and be nobody. Right. And I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many trash people in society that have all these amazing things but are actual trash individuals. Mm -hmm. And I can't stand them. Mm -hmm. They know who they are. So I'm not even going to put you on blast. <laughs> but, like, like this prime example. <laughs> See a guy walking up the street, chains on, glasses on, yeah. you know, the faded jeans, tight shirt. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, he's the man. Well, that may not be true. I wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, I mean, yeah, he looked decent today, but uh -huh. you know what that man going through? Period. So, I mean, yeah, and I also seen you, if you go out in society, you got like a, a suit on, suit, suit and tie on, uh -huh. you get treated a certain way versus if you go out in baggy clothes, right. especially being black. Yeah. Like people treat you differently based on what you wear. Yeah. 
So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that respect factor is all about how you carry yourself mm-hmm. more than what the possessions you have and what you do for occupation. I think those things are more important than anything. So, you know, y'all don't like me for I am. F y'all, I don't care, whatever. But it's neither here or there. Um, the last one is <laughs> men are the opposite of women. Uh-huh. So... Attacking this one, or yeah, I mean, we know that that's a myth because, like, the things that women like, guys like too. Yeah, like, I mean, down like movies, like, like when, when it's my wife's birthday, or if I'm like doing any time of the season where I'm shopping for her, I'm like, I like you know, those type of sandals on you, I like your hair like, like that, you know. So, I mean, men aren't the opposite of women, I feel like we're. We get a lot of our style from women, actually. You know? <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Let like, me tell you. <laughs> we get our name from a woman. <laughs> get our game from a woman. I'm just saying. I'm take it back to talk like I that. am. I am. That just resonates, bro. Yeah, we, get, we definitely get like a lot of our style from women. Like if You can't like, lie. And st- you can't sit here and lie and, and say that a woman probably didn't pick out your clothes at least once in your life. Right. Or like tell your breast that you need to get that together. Yeah. Or like or like uh the reason why I keep like going back and forth from clean face to beard face is for my wife. She's like, I I want the beard in a couple of weeks or like, you know, like or I think like, Oh, your birthday coming up, I'll wear the beard because we don't go out, you know, that type of thing. So we mm. definitely get our style from like the ladies in our lives and mm. Whether it be like how I said, like the the haircut and the beard, or whether it be I like the oh, haircut looking, so <laughs> fading out of the picture, like I don't want to be seen. Or whether it be like you know just the haircut, or whether it be like, hey, you look good. Like she tells me, like I look good if I wear like a pink, like like salmon color button up. So I was like, I want to buy like two more salmon color shirts. There that. you go. So he was, was like, shoot, yeah, I'm like, I look good for her all the time. <laughs> so I don't feel like we're the opposite one. I feel like we're we're like I don't know a better word to say. It. Companions, compliment, compliment, yeah, yeah, we compliment to one another. I mean that that makes the most sense. Um, there are certain things that differ. Mm-hmm. So I got a friend of mine, and you, I think you actually know her in real life, okay. but she legit plays football mm-hmm. in the actual league. Okay. I love football. Yeah. I'm not playing football no more. <laughs> I don't want that stress on my body. I'm good, but like. You know, and I have even have a sister in law who loves football, uh-huh. probably more than me. I think my wife loves football more than me. Yeah, well, my wife don't like football at all. So. <laughs> but um, or you know, they always say something's a man sport, uh-huh. but I mean, women play these sports too. Yeah. Or like, another thing is, every summer you know we try to go to a baseball game. We both love baseball. Opposite each other there. There are certain things that we're opposite on, mm-hmm. or we have different opinions on. But there's other things that we are just so aligned on. So, oh my god, I didn't know you like this too. And so I think that's one of those negative uh, connotations that you know. I think that's where we get a lot of crap actually as guys that you know. Um, we're kind of getting off topic here, but you know, by saying something's only for men. You know, sometimes women like to swing hammers too. Mm-hmm. Now, get out of the way because sometimes I'm <laughs> gonna be throwing a hammer at you. Yeah. Something stupid you did. Like Thor. <laughs> Bow. 
But um, at the end of the day, you know, you are, you know, you guys should be looked at as sometimes equal but opposite. Sometimes unequal but, you know, on the same side. So that's one way to kind of look at it. But, you know, these myths were, were actually absolutely hilarious when I first opened it up. But, you know, it just kind of showed. And there are some people that think differently. Um, you got people that think that, you know, Men are opposite for women as high speed because a man is a man. But they never actually address the initial question. What is a man? What does it mean to be a man? Can you answer that question for real? And can you give me the definition? Because clearly I don't know, according to you or whoever. So, I mean, you do have that thought and opinion, but you're entitled to that. You know, <laughs> opinion's like an asshole. Everybody has one. <laughs> That's how I heard it put. <laughs> you know? All the trash. But, um, so yeah, so that, that was really the six myths that came up about, um, men. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other thing was, I'm kind of looking into, we're kind of wrapping this whole thing up, but, you know, when you think of your top five, I would say your top five features of a man, what do you think? You say here the man, like for yourself. Like, if I was to say you the man, what did you think I was, I was basing that off of? Let's go that route. Uh, I guess you would say like how, like how I handle my relationships. So like whether it be like marriage or friendships or relationships to like my parents or things like that. Mm-hmm. That would be one. Like I, I, I mean, like I'm a person who's accountable in committed relationships. Okay. Second, I guess, would be like how I serve like the community and like the organizations that I'm a part of. So, like at church, I like plan and like participate in certain events. Mm-hmm. Um, in the community, I might do uh, be a part of like certain events, whether it be like cleanups or back to school drives, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the third thing would be like how. Like how I'm a part of like a household and I help manage that, whether it be like with finances or whether it be, hey, I'm just gonna like do the dishes and vacuum. Well, I don't do the dishes at all, so that's all. <laughs> Why don't you do the dishes? Um, I'm vacuum, take the trash out, change light bulbs, cut the grass. Like accountable to that. Like, Why don't you do dishes though? I just don't like it. Like I hate doing dishes. I, I still gotta do it. I just don't like it. Like I tell her, I was like, I'll do everything else. I think we talked about this before. Like I'll do everything else. I change the light bulbs, vacuum the carpet, like clean the bathroom, like <laughs> wash the tub. I'll do all of that. I'll do laundry. Like I'll go grocery shopping, but I won't wash dishes. I just can't. Don't want you in my house to wash dishes. <laughs> I give you a paper plate only. <laughs> Throw it away when you're done. <laughs> so those three, and then um, four or five. Mm. I can't think of five. I guess, but I, I would just say like how I'm accountable in like relationships, accountable to work, how I serve in church and other community organizations, and how I'm accountable to like my wife, my parents, mm. accountable to work. So yeah, it's just, just those things, mm. as well as like the potential to do other stuff. Like he has, like I guess you would say, like if I if I look at someone. Like I say, like, like they're the man, or like, how would like the five things I rate them on? I would say like their potential to do greatness, or their potential to be like a, a, a community changer, or someone who can um, be an example to other people. Mm-hmm. 
Fair enough. I would look at it as... For me, it would be... Hmm. I don't know. So, in terms of just being the man, I would think they would look at it as, for me, being... <laughs> society. Would be... Somebody that works hard. Definitely put my best foot forward every time I go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, completely dive in with that, actually. Um, very sure, like, self-confident, knowing what I like, mm-hmm. knowing what I want. Mm-hmm. Not really afraid of being my best self, mm-hmm. even if that means being, like, completely corny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, just understanding the things that I want in life. Mm-hmm. And... I guess you can say self-assured. Um, fourth thing would be... Hmm. I would say maybe wise. You know, not that women can't be wise, but, you know, just as a human being, you know, I'm always looking to spit wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if it helps people out, it's fine. If it doesn't, then so be it. Mm-hmm. And then I would also say very, like, helpful. Like, I'm actually, I actually suffer with... I think it's actually a, a flaw of mine that I'm just so willing to help other people out. When it comes to self, I always, like... I don't know. There's sometimes I can be selfish, but more than likely I'm not going to be selfish. I'm always thinking about other people. And so that's how I kind of look at that. So I think that would be, like, my five. Um... There are people I think of that's kind of embody for me. Like, if I had to say somebody's the man, like, regardless of what they're going through, whatever, whatever their flaws are, I think of maybe like three different people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously for me, one is my dad. Like, he was, he was crazy as hell, but mm-hmm. definitely the man in my opinion. Okay. Um,. Because I'm like society and I'll, I'll see stuff on TV. I would definitely say that y'all probably knew this was coming anyway. I definitely think J. Cole man. <laughs> you know, regardless of whatever he's going through in life, mm-hmm. like he's able to, you know, always put his best foot forward when it comes to his music. Yep. You know, if you ever listen to like his interviews and everything that he's finally starting to do. <laughs> um,. You know, he's not afraid to, you know, speak his mind. That's always important, you know, especially for guys to actually speak, say what's going on, or just hide it. Mm-hmm. And I will say my great-granddad. My great-granddad was definitely the man. Like, he actually did not care what people thought about him. <laughs> he was that person. He told him to go fly a kite. Uh-huh. That's that's how I put it. Yeah. Yeah. He never said fly kite, by the way. Yeah. Always other words. Yeah. But um, he was a man. So, I mean, those are my examples. Uh-huh. But all in all, my takeaway really from this whole thing is, you know, if you are the, if you quote unquote going to say you are the man, quote unquote, I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to say that you're the man, then stand behind that. Yeah. Be that person of character, of high moral character. Be that person that, you know, a woman would want to... Um, be around, mm-hmm. you know, 
just don't don't be a boy, basically. And there's nothing wrong with growing up and being a boy, but you know, when you grow up to a full to a full adulthood, you know, you shouldn't be doing your little boy things. Right. And you know, maybe that comes from perception. Maybe that comes from you know growing up and finally being an adult, which I don't want to be at all. You can have it back. Yeah. I will fully pay for the postage and shipping <laughs> and send this whole adult <laughs> thing back. But, you know, is accepting it and actually embodying that. Because there may be a young boy or a young girl that looks up to you like and says, hey, they got it all together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's my takeaway. I don't know what yours is, but. I mean, like how you said, like, as you, as you get older and you mature, you have to start doing, uh, I guess you would say, responsible things instead of saying man things. Uh, but Man things. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It's a scripture in the Bible that says, like, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became um, older, I began to think as a man. Um, I don't know if that's word for word, but I think the first part is. But so essentially... Definitely wasn't. (laughs) So essentially... But it's all good. So essentially, it's like, you know, what, what do you feed, like, a newborn baby? Like, you feed them formula. You give them bottles, right? So as you get older, you begin to eat, like, I guess you say whole food or real food, we begin to give them like sweet potatoes and like corn and like cabbage and things like that. And then eventually they're able to like cabbage is so good, bro. <laughs> I want some cabbage right now. Like why did, I'm sorry. I'm starving. So so then it's like they begin to build up like their system to where like they begin to like digest like whole foods and foods that um are processed different ways. So it's the same thing with like life. Like when you're like a young kid you know, you have certain things, like, whether it be, like, I mean, as an adult, I still like cartoons, so I'm not going to say cartoons, <laughs> it's, like, it's just, it's just, like, your schedule and, like, what you begin to, like, process and what becomes important to you and the things that once work priorities are not priorities, like, those things, you mm-hmm. should see a change in. Like, when I was 13, it was, like, I would go to school, I would eat lunch, go to my afternoon classes, then I would go to basketball practice. It's, like... If you're like 22, 23, it's like that's not going to be your schedule. Those aren't going to be your priorities. It's right. going to be other things that have a different effect on your life. So mm. put it like that. I don't think we just about nailed that thing in the ground. So okay. um, definitely want to hear you guys' feedback and comments on that. So um, be sure to definitely um, go to our Instagram page, go to our Facebook page mm-hmm. at Mental Matters Podcast, um, Twitter as well. At Mental Matters P and drop us on our inbox at Mental Matters Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. So moving on to the What's on Your Mind segment. So, and as we wrap up Mental Health Awareness Month here in May, uh, we put out a question this week about um, how do you handle high stress situations under pressure? So I guess I'll ask you first before I get into the comments. Mm-hmm. How do you handle high stress situations under pressure? Do you woosah? I do woosah. You woosah. It's different Where did, where did you get that from, Drew? That's, that's Bad Boys 2. <laughs> Martin Lawrence. Woosah. <laughs> you gotta do this. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it depends on, like, what the situation is. So, I'm at work, and of course, when you work in, like, manufacturing, it's, uh, different points of the day have different, uh, tensions. So, when you first walk in, it's like, we got to make production. In the middle of the day, it's like we're not hitting production to where we have like the amount of units complete at the end of the day. So it's really like high stress um, for some people. But the way I manage it is like if 
like my supervisor comes to me and say, hey, I need this, this, and this done by like this this time this time frame or this time at the end of the day, I'll say, I have some questions for him. I'll say, okay, which out of these like five things you just gave me do you need the most? Because I'm not about to like stress myself and try to complete five things in five hours. Like that's impossible because I know there's other people who I have to like go and get information from to get this information done, mm-hmm. to get this assignment done. So in work, I'll just say like, okay, you gave me five. Like, which one do you want? <laughs> which two which do you one want? do you want? <laughs> which two do you want? I want all five, Jarrell. <laughs> Come on. And if that's the case, then like I'll, it hasn't happened before where I need to do five things. Uh, that are like high like priority in the day, but if they did happen, I would know that like our team is capable. We can delegate with one another. But okay. so like if that if like in high stress situations like in a household or part of an organization I'm in, it's it's more it's less it's less uh, I guess I would say it's less corporate. So I'm able to utilize and delegate with everyone at like a common level okay. to get things accomplished. So. Um, but let's say, like, for instance, if, like, if, like, I'm stressed out because, like, like today, like, scheduling of things aren't going right. Like, I'm probably going to be late back to the house for this barbecue. Um, hopefully nobody's Or the fact that we, uh, <laughs> our recording mechanisms are going crazy today. So, like, well, all of this stuff was happening, like, all me and Rich could do was just laugh. You have to. Like, you have to laugh and keep crying, bro. <laughs> So today was a good example of that. All we did was laugh. It was like, this isn't going right. We laughed. And I'm, I told Rich, like, man, you laughing? He's like, yeah, I got to. So I feel like sometimes you just got to step back and realize that, like, it's just a moment. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, like, we're not going to be, like, this. what happened today isn't going to be happening tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a new day. Tomorrow's going to be <laughs> something. Some. It might be something else that causes stress. It might not be. That's why we live to see tomorrow. That's true. I'm all like like you kind of mentioned earlier. I'm definitely the person that's like, huh? <laughs> 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 ah! Like I will just get it all out, and people will look at me like, "Are you acting insane?" Mm-hmm. Yes, I am insane. I'm actually crazy. Get away from me! But I have to laugh it off. I have to. I mean, there are moments where I'm probably like sitting here, like meditating, like, "All right, mm-hmm. how are we gonna fix this?" Yeah. But. In those pressure situations, I mean, you got to have a clear mind. You have to have a clear mental. So whatever you need to do to actually get to that point first, mm-hmm. don't just react. I mean, that's just how I was always taught. Don't just react to your stress. Mm-hmm. Actually, like, find a way to de-stress really quickly and then, uh-huh. boom, uh-huh. get to what you got to do. So from the Instagram world, mm-hmm. we had two people comment. And pick a number, one or two. Two. I'm reading the second one. So, <laughs> Francine Juliet says, deep breaths. Also, I have to mentally establish if it will matter in two hours, two weeks, or two months. Yep. If not, F it. It's not <laughs> worth my stress. I also tend to think in possibilities. So, <laughs> here we go. So, I just think of any possible way I could resolve it. Not so much the problem or cause of stress itself. That's important. I agree with that because, like, I find like like when I like I said I work with di- within different organizations, like you find out how people think about problems, and so like how she said, like some people it's like they'll see the problem, and then like even at work, like they'll just harp on the problem, like this isn't right because this went wrong and that went wrong and that went wrong, and it's just like okay, you ran through like the list of why everything went wrong, and we know that, so like this is the problem, 
how do we get it to not be a problem anymore? Because like we could do like a, a uh, whatever they call it. I forget what they call that word, but basically a festival of like why everything went wrong. Like we can throw like a whole party for it. But like, what are we going to do to get like the train back on the track? So that's important that she said that. Mm. that person said that. Hmm. That's interesting. What do you think? <laughs> so I'd have to agree. But with one counter, okay. I'd say that you have to know, you have to be cognizant of the reason why that thing went wrong, mm-hmm. internalize that, hold on to it, mm-hmm. and think about you know how to not only resolve it, but how to make sure that certain wrong doesn't go wrong that way again. Right. So, I mean, I'll, I'll look at those situations. I'll try to remember as much of it as I can. To know, like, okay, we, case in point, I don't know if you've ever been an expert chef in your life. I haven't. So this actually happened. Um, Pyrex dishes. You know the Pyrex dishes. Had one one day. There you go. (laughs) So you have a Pyrex dish. I was making some. Here you go. All right, James. All right. You see that? It was this meme. Like, this the... It was like uh, the guy at Golden State. It was like one of the fans. He was like, uh, ever since then, Golden State hasn't won a single game. <laughs> he was sitting here like this, <laughs> talking about Steph Curry and all those guys. And he was sitting here like, James Harden just went crazy ever since then, which is true. But anyway, yeah, which I is more. cut you out. <laughs> but um, so with this Pyrex dish, I was making some chicken. I think I was uh, baking in the oven. And I was like, oh, it's getting dried out. I need to put some water on it. Put some water on it. (laughs) A very hot Pyrex dish with cold water. If you guys know anything about physics, you know, or not, you know that's a bad idea. So you heard sizzles. Bow! This Pyrex dish explodes in a billion pieces. Explodes. Now... We can think of how to fix it because there's a bunch of glass all over my kitchen floor. Yeah. So I have to clean this up. Yeah. But I have to also remember the fact that maybe you shouldn't put water on top of this stuff anymore. <laughs> and this, this is not the first time it happened. This, okay, is, a, okay. this is like time. This, yeah, it's the first time it happened. Mm-hmm. Happened once more when we figured out no matter what the intro, what the actual method is, don't introduce hot with cold. Mm-hmm. That rapid temperature change could uh, be mm-hmm. very catastrophic. So, um, I'm glad I didn't have dogs at the time either because, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all that to say, you have to think of the reasons why I went bad. Observe those and, you know, for future references, don't make that mistake again. So, I guess case in point would be, like, maybe a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that person was good for you, but they did the one thing and caused it to end. Yeah. And so, when you go into your next relationship... And that person, your new person, does that certain thing again, mm-hmm. you know how to handle it this time. Like cheating or, you know, leaving the toilet seat up or something crazy. Whatever it is. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you know how you grow, you mature, you, th- you know how to handle that thing moving forward. So I definitely think that they were spot on, but mm-hmm. that's just the one thing I would add. Remember why I messed up mm-hmm. and kind of go from there. So. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you do it work too. Every, I don't know. I'm not saying. Causing houses. Yeah, and then they like document it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
case you get audited. Yeah, we won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Might introduce that though. Okay. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's definitely one of those good mechanisms to use for stress for me. Like I said, if, you, if I'm stressed out, I need to <laughs> get over it first, mm-hmm. and then find my way through it. So, um, so yeah, that's that whole portion. So with that spill it time it is time spill it time. spill it spill it spill yeah there's something on your brain i know it is i gotta make sure it's nothing that i spilled and i have to like try to sweep back into the cup because that's that doesn't so matter. that actually <laughs> happened and i want this individual to know i love them legit uh-huh. in no form or fashion am i trying to come for you at all but last week, that person was offended by the fact that I spilled that. And okay. They know who they are. I'm not, I'm still not saying that because I don't believe in doing that. But, you know, the intention of this is more so to clear your mind of it. Uh-huh. And I, there, there is certain things that should be said at certain times. But we had that discussion already. And, you know, my biggest thing is, you know, don't leave a, don't leave a certain stone unturned. Like, actually get it all out and. Things buggers, you know. The, the fact that that probably happened, they probably spilled it on their own anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> so I definitely got it in my text messages, but I ain't gonna go there. Uh-huh. But anyway, um, so yeah. Huh. Your time. I want to take from it. I guess I would. Like, I don't know if it's. Because it has to be something that annoyed you, or can it just be. Like, Anything, spill it. Whatever you're trying get off your mental, man. Alright. I guess I would say, like, uh, be able to take criticism from people that you submit to as a leader. Mm. So, like, I know, like, just from, like, just being part of different organizations and things like that, like, some people join organizations because of, like, leadership. They're like, that's the person I could follow, you know? And then, like, they'll get to, like, the reason why I'm a part of this organization, they'll get back to that later, like why I'm here to serve and things like that. But I just mm-hmm. like that person as a leader. So I feel like some people, um, they may like join different organizations for the leadership, but at the same time, like once you submit to that leader, you gotta be able to take like the constructive criticism that they have for you. You gotta right. be able to like, if they say like, hey, you kind of like off point right now and like, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like this is how we're gonna get you back to being, you know, on point again. Like, right. You gotta be able to take that without being someone who's like argumentative or someone who's saying like I don't know what you're talking about you know so for me this week I had I had that moment a little bit you know and I took the criticism and I'm still like in the process of like making adjustments with that so mm. that, was, that was something that happened with me over the last last week okay I was just good at tip that's, that's something I had to still like I'm, I'm still going through the process of like making those adjustments so being told that you're you know that you're slacking at something or anything yeah, like, we need you to get back to, like, the pace that you're at before. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, I can respect that, too, that too because um, some people don't like to admit their flaws. Yeah. And some people don't like to be told about themselves. I know I'm one of them. I do not like being told about myself. I don't like being told anything. But, <laughs> right. I like being corrected. I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> But, you know, sometimes it's a refining process. Sometimes it's actually hearing that, especially from a credible source, uh-huh. so you can get better at what you do because you know you know what you're actually, like, capable of. And that's a part of trusting that person as a leader. Like, when you submit to them, you're just not submitting to them for the good. Like, you're not submitting to them because, 
like you're someone who like you have to take the good and and like the constructive that they give you you know uh-huh. um i've seen it like in, in churches sometimes where it's like they'll be like i'll go to this church because you know the choir banging and they do a lot in the community and stuff like that and then it's like uh they get told something like hey we need you you know to be a part of this and part of that it was like oh, i didn't join to be a part of that so they definitely go to another church That's so, I mean, funny. so i mean like it's like even at even at work sometimes like you just have to be able to like take criticism like they give you a paycheck you gotta be able to like <laughs> go into the office yeah <laughs> they pay so, you to deal with this crap yeah so it's like if they paying you to deal with that then if you're submitted to someone like outside of work then you also you know, need to be able to take that criticism from them as well fair enough for me to spill it means to yeah we're just gonna go there Let's see. What's one thing that just... Then the last week. Hmm. I guess I was fearful this week. Okay. I was fearful. Mm-hmm. So, so I work for basically local government. Uh-huh. And so, situation was... You know, when you're new, especially, uh-huh. you have to be able to not only take criticism, but you have to be able to learn the spot uh-huh. and make those tough calls. Yeah. And we had a, <laughs> so we were repaving a road and you know, repouring concrete and everything. And we got to a point where we we're digging uh-huh. and you see under the road was completely voided out. Like, there was nothing there. Okay. Like, nothing but ground foundation, like, maybe a good uh-huh. eight or ten. Yeah, probably four or five feet deep, uh-huh. 12 feet into where we were cutting at. And I'm just sitting here looking like, I absolutely don't know what to do. And I was fearful of making the wrong decision uh-huh. versus entrusting people that do this every day to make that decision. Like, I felt like I had to be the man okay. to make a decision. <laughs> yeah. And so, when that happened, mm-hmm. you know, at first I laughed, of course. Mm-hmm. So, it was laugh. <laughs> but, and I was able to kind of walk myself through, like, how do we solve this problem? Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to come up with the answer, you know, I always, can I get directions from you? Yeah, you take two rights, make a left, you can't miss it. Yeah, yeah. And you do not give the right directions <laughs> at all. So, I start asking those tough questions. I'm like, all right, so... We got the situation. What can be done? Mm-hmm. And what's the risk of doing that certain thing right now? Yeah. And so whether it be to backfill a certain material or to fill it with cement all the way up or whatever it may be, what's the risk of doing these things? And so once we went through the whole process, we did a group huddle. And ultimately came up with the right decision, which was to, um, at this point, do a temporary fix, not close down a major road and, you know, finish the restoration over here. And so, like I said, I was scared. I was sitting here like, oh, my God, it's all going bad, blah, 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 blah. Uh But then I thought about any other situation where I had a scary situation. And we just made it happen from there. So that was just kind of empowering for me but I'm not gonna lie I was scared like a little kid like I'm like oh my god <laughs> the road's wooded out I'm about to run away 
But um like twenty twelve. Right. I'm gone. Basically. But um so yeah. You know, typically I don't share my fears, but that was definitely a scary moment. So it worked out and still not done with the site yet because we had a gas leak too, so Okay. But I know how to handle that too, so Yeah. Still never feel when you smell gas. Yeah. Smells like it actually does smell like rotten eggs. Like it's terrible. Especially if it was full blown. Oh my god. It's trash. So sometimes when I'm, when I'm driving through like the east side or like times past me driving the east side, it's like, oh, I smell like rotten egg over here. Is that really gas now? Or yes. is that really just like the sewer? Because we always say it's the sewer. It depends on the odor. Okay. But anytime you have an unusual smell like that, I mean, you'll know. Because you'll smell a gas type smell with it. But sometimes you may be driving over a sewer. Yeah, this is probably sewer. I'm so tired, my God. But, um, but yeah, so sometimes it's sewer, sometimes it's gas. You gotta make the right call to call the right people. So, so yeah. So, crazy enough, we just gave y'all a whole episode on Instagram. (laughs) But it was the only way we could record this here today. And we will still make this available on SoundCloud and iTunes and on Google Play Music as well. So, um, it is definitely a holiday weekend. I'm yeah, excited. excited. You got plans already. Yeah, we're about to go finish these uh, hot dogs on the grill. Finish these ribs. <laughs> ribs is finished, though. See? Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. You're coming through, though, right? I mean, I should be able to. Yeah. Because. I mean, we put you on the head count. Yes. What? Hey. We put you on the wife and a plate kind of stuff. That's what's up. Yeah. I gotta go to my nephew's birthday thing. Okay. That's today. How old is he turning? Well, we're having a party for him today. He'll okay. be turning eight though. Okay. The same nephew. Okay. And so we'll stop by there. So he out of that Paw Patrol phase. He's been out of that for like the Paw Patrol <laughs> phase. Yeah, they go through phases, right? It's like first is like. Paw Patrol, and then it's, it, it morphs into like Ninja Turtles, and then from Turtles it goes, you know, Transformers, and now it might be like wrestling or something. Ironically, he's in the, I don't know if that phase is past yet, okay, okay. but he's definitely in that Dragon Ball Z phase. Okay. And I'm here for all of it. Okay. I actually bought him like the Scouter thing for uh-huh. Christmas. Uh-huh. He loved it, but he had no idea what she was doing. It's rather hilarious. Because okay. the one I wanted to buy him uh-huh. was not the one that was ordered. Okay. And so I was like, oh, my God, this is bad. They thought it was less bad. Because- well, he never knew. Okay, okay. He was still, he won't know unless he finds a way on SoundCloud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, that's so exciting. Um, uh-huh. He actually has this thing for Sonic the Hedgehog, too. Okay. I don't cool. know if that phase is gone. But every time he runs, he kind of does like his little running thing with the arms back okay, here. Okay, Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah, the little homie. Okay. So, I'm going to embarrass him this week. Give us some happy birthday shout outs and all that. And I don't have to work the next two days, so I'm excited. That never happens for me. Two days of no work. What? So. I mean, even when you're not working, you're working. Like, don't you say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I want no parts of work the next two days. I had an off day yesterday, and I didn't sit down. From, I got up at 6.30, probably didn't sit down and eat nothing until, like, 3 o'clock. So I was running for, like, 6 hours. I might as well went to work, you know? No. <laughs> There's a certain level of stress I don't want to deal with that day. Yeah. In this case, it's restoring anything. But anyway, yeah. so that is it. That is episode seven of the Mental Matters Podcast.
with your favorite two hosts in the world, even if you like it or not. Yeah. And yeah, we hope you guys love it. And listen, if you got this far, then you made it to the end. So, um, like I said, we will be converting this into an absolute, actual episode for SoundCloud because we got the skills to. He wants to freestyle right now, but he's not <laughs> going to. Um, and that's it. So, closing thoughts, remarks, sports news. Uh, I mean, Golden State. Golden State and seven. No, oh, boy. Uh, enjoy your family this week. Uh, we're in Detroit, so we'll probably hit the Riverwalk on Monday. Of course. Of course. Everybody and mama. Yeah. With the little bad kids playing in the water. Yeah. I don't think they're they playing that water, but yeah. You know? <laughs> no, no. So, have they opened that part yet with the water fountain over there? It's like a certain area where there's water, like, spouting everywhere. Yeah, it's like by the steps, right? There. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's open. I don't The water might not be shooting out yet, but. Maybe. I mean, it ain't frozen no more, so better not be. Anyway. So, yeah. Love y'all. Stay up. Actually, remember to uh, free your mind daily. And, yeah. Make sure you hydrate and drink your water, man. I'm drinking Pepsi right now, but I just killed some water earlier. No lies. Oh, it's showing up. My water bottle's empty in there. Okay. It still has the clear dry 